Welcome back to the McCann Dogs podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ken Steep, and we are here again with the Director of Online Training for McCann Professional Dog Trainers with the My Dog Can program, Shannon Viljasso. And welcome, Shannon, back to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Now, uh, we have uh, some interesting uh, things to talk about today. Now, we, we often get asked at our training school about doggy daycares. If we have a recommendation for one, uh, you know, if there's anyone that we can suggest to any of our students. And uh, Shannon has come up with uh, three main points that you should be looking at when you are considering a doggy daycare and how to make sure that uh, that doggy daycare is the perfect fit for you. I'm Ken Steep. Welcome back to McCann Dogs. So Shannon, when we talk about doggy daycares, uh, I know there are a few things that we really need to keep in mind. And uh, as we were discussing a little bit earlier, you know, maybe doggy daycare isn't the perfect solution for everyone. It's it's nice to know that, you know, your dog can go somewhere maybe while you're at work or you're away from the house for a long period of time and someone is going to be looking after your dog. But for some people, that might not be the best option. So let's talk about that a little bit today and doggy daycares and sort of what your perspective is on choosing a doggy daycare. Definitely. So uh, first off, I, I want to address a little bit about what dogs should go to daycare. So of course, we want to be able to socialize our puppies. We want to be able to socialize our adult dogs. However, sending them off to daycare, especially multiple times a week, is not always the best option, depending on what stage they're at in life, depending on their temperament and um, how they feel about playing with other dogs. You know, we love watching dogs play with other dogs, but not all dogs love having a big party with a group full of other dogs. So even if your dog is really great at not being overwhelmed when they're playing one-on-one -on -one with another dog, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to love playing all day long with a whole pack of other dogs. So we want to make sure that first off, it's a good fit. If your dog is a confident dog that plays well with other dogs, then doggy day daycare might be an option for you. If your dog is at all shy with other dogs, if your dog is at all overwhelmed by environmental factors, doggy daycare could help a little bit in those situations, but most likely it's actually going to hurt. And and we're going to talk about so many things that um, make a good quality dog daycare that you would want to consider when you're weighing whether or not you should go. But consider that first and foremost. You know, if your dog doesn't have a solid enough temperament to want to go into a playgroup full of other dogs and, and just kick up their heels and have fun, it could be their worst nightmare. So if they are at all soft or shy, that needs to work into your consideration. And the other thing that I like to talk a lot about is dogs that have tendencies towards bullying or very hyperactive play styles. The wrong doggy daycare is definitely going to reinforce those things and that will make your situation worse. It could lead to more stimulation issues with the dog. Another reason I wouldn't go to daycare with a young dog is because of the training aspect. If dogs spend all of their physical and mental energy on other dogs, if all they do is get to play for several hours a day with other dogs, they really don't have a lot of emotional or physical needs left for us, the humans, to fill. And that can set you back in your training. So if you have a dog that's in training, you don't want them to become obsessed with playing with other dogs. Yes, they can have nice experiences playing with other dogs, but not non-stop, constant five days a week sort of thing. That really will hurt your training. 
Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about that before, and um, you said something that really stuck with me, and uh, it was that dogs do what's rewarding. And in an early um, stages, in the learning stages of your puppy or your young dog's life, they are able to communicate with those other dogs really easily, and they can find um, gratification just running around, or you know, they just find it so rewarding. And and then you try to step in and uh, you know try to give them some rules and ask them to come when called. And, all of these things uh and they just it, they just don't see what's rewarding in that um and i think i think that's a really important point yeah and we really can't compete with how fun other dogs are very well it's very hard for humans to do so consider that when you're setting yourself up with your training if you want your dog's focus to be really good and on you you don't want to have that reinforcement value there that's so high for playing with other dogs we actually ask everybody that signs up for our classes one of the onboarding questions that we ask them is do you go to leash free parks or doggy daycare because the answer to that question gives us so much information about what your dog is going to come into class like if they are frequent leash free park or doggy daycare players often they come in and they are just wild over the top and excited about the other dogs or they can be very overwhelmed by the situation because of experiences that haven't been pleasant in those other situations so that's yeah. definitely something and I know that I would say maybe once a week we'll get an email um, from someone who has had uh, their dog out to a leash free park and ha has had a negative experience. And now they need to come in for some sort of behavioral training because uh, they, they didn't recognize that the dog was get getting into a nasty situation. Um, or, you know, maybe their dog was great and someone had an, uh, brought an unruly dog to the dog park, uh, you know, for, for some sort of socialization training. And uh, their, their poor dog was sort of t t took the brunt of that. So, uh, I think it's really, really important when we talk about uh, knowing your dog, understanding your dog, as well as setting your dog up right for the best socialization situations, whether it's a doggy daycare or uh, something like a leash-free park or, or, you know, just your, your average park behind the school situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if given the choice between a leash-free park and doggy daycare, pick the doggy daycare every time for a variety of reasons, but mostly because there's somebody supervising the interaction that if you've done your homework and picked the right daycare, they will have experience reading dog body language. They'll know when to intervene. They'll know when to stop interactions and they'll know which play groups to put together as well, as opposed to the leash free park where it's just a free for all and you never know what dog is coming through that gate. And like you said, people will often say, oh, I'm going to go and let them work it out at leash free parks when they have their, their when they have aggression issues with their dogs. And of course, I don't want my dog to be the brunt of that. I don't want to be involved in that interaction. That's definitely not the way to solve that problem. And it's just going to put more dogs off. Yeah. And when you talk about the uh, the dogs who maybe aren't right for doggy daycare, but you need to someone to look after them while you're away at the office for 10 hours a day, there are lots of options out there. You know, they're like dog walkers and uh, there's all kinds of services that are available <clears throat> if you aren't able to put your dog in that group setting or, you know, you, you, do, you don't feel like it's appropriate for your dog to have those kinds of social experiences. So, you know, don't think that right. uh, your dog's got to be left at home all day long. There are some options. Yeah, and a dog walker is something that you can control a little bit better. You can give them instructions as far as what you want them to do with the dog, as far as when they should come, if they should feed the dog, if they if you want them to play with the dog or walk the dog. And if you're training, you can give them tools, your training tools to make sure that the dog's not being reinforced when they're out on their walk with the dog walker for the wrong things as well. So there's much better control over the situation. It would be a much better fit for a dog in training. 
Yeah. So doggy daycare isn't all doom and gloom. Some dogs can really uh, have a great opportunity to thrive in that setting. Um, let's talk about some of the things you need to think about if you de you've decided that your dog is uh, ready for doggy daycare. Let's talk about how, you, Shannon, you would decide if a doggy daycare is right for you. Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, the first thing that I noted that I noted on the blog post was cost factor. And a lot of the times that's sort of top of our list when we're comparing services and it really shouldn't be. You are looking for somebody to take care of your dog. One of your four-legged family members is so important that you're weighing your options based on things like facility and staff and number of dogs in the play session and how they're interacted with. Don't look too heavily at the cost factor. I, I know that it has to be part of the equation, but don't go bargain hunting. You know, the cheapest place is definitely not going to be your best bet. The most expensive place might not be your best bet either. You need to do your research with some of the other factors. Yeah, I would uh, entirely agree with that. Uh, th these are investments into a, your next 15 years with your dog. So really, uh, you know, don't let a cost scare you away for, if everything else seems to line up. Now, uh, beyond cost, what other things are you thinking about when you're choosing a uh, doggy daycare? Yeah, so uh, facility is important. You need to look at things that um, are going to help protect your dog throughout the day. So for example, if your dog is outside in the heat playing all day long, that is going to be something that you need to make sure that there's some way of cooling that dog. So do they just play outside all day long or do they get to come into the air conditioning to rest? Uh, do they have some sort of a pool or a splash pad? Are the dogs well supervised? You know, are, are they going to um, be removed from the situation if they're a dog that tends to drink a lot of water, for example? You know, somebody needs to be able to recognize that um, there's danger with allowing your dogs too much access to water for too long, especially when it's hot, when they're playing. Um, things like flooring are an important factor. If the flooring is something that is has too much grip to it, like a really stern rubber or something of that nature, by the end of the day, with your dogs playing on that all day long, they're probably going to have hurt pads by the end of the day. You know, underneath the flooring, is it all cement? So if they're crashing and banging with other dogs, especially with young dogs, that's going to be really hard on their joints. And you might see some problems from that later on in life if they've spent a significant amount of time bouncing around on very hard floors. Um, again, can they can do they have access to crates for rest? Um, is it going to be a cool environment, a heated environment in the winter? Look at uh, how often it's cleaned as well. You know, we have a full-time cleaner that's here five days a week making sure that our floors are sanitized. And there are specific products that are recommended for killing viruses like parvo and kennel cough. So you need to uh, make sure that the place is being clean with, cleaned with a veterinary approved cleaning product for those reasons. It can be really, really widespread, fast spreading uh, illnesses in places like kennels and doggy daycares. So you want to make sure that the vaccination protocols are being followed for uh, the dogs that are coming to the programs, et cetera. So it's definitely more than just a couple of things to scrape the surface. We need to make sure that the environment is very safe for the dog. So facility is important. Yeah, I think uh, overlooking the 
some of those things that you mentioned would be pretty easy to do, but when you really take a, a closer look at it, uh, the footing that the dogs will be running on, how easy is it to clean? Those are really big deals. And uh, I know at McCann Professional Dog Trainers facility, uh, we uh, we have a professional cleaner that's in there every single day uh, cleaning up after all the dogs. And the flooring is perfectly suited to be cleaned off, you know, with a, you know, with a, a mop and a bucket and, and, and it's, it's just a nicer footing for the dogs to be moving around on. And I think, uh, you know, especially when you are having uh, different dogs, different breeds, you don't really know their background. It's really important to, uh, keep that in mind to, to, to really yeah. think about the fact that you've got to keep that place really, really clean just for the safety of the dogs. Cause I mean, we do it with our kids, you know, when we send them to schools, schools are cl cleaned pretty thoroughly and, yes, uh, absolutely. You can draw a comparison there. Yeah, so, one final thought actually yeah. about the heat factor. If they are outside, you want to be able to touch any outdoor surface that your dog would be standing on with the back of your hand without mm -hmm. that feeling extremely hot. Because if they're playing outdoors all day long and the heat is just beating down on the ground, grass, some concrete, asphalt definitely will get very, very hot. So that's something to be aware of as well to protect your dog's pads and feet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, good to think about for sure. Also, if you're just out for a walk with your dog in the summertime, it's good to sort of be aware of those kinds of things, really checking, uh, you know, if you're walking down a an asphalt road, uh, they can get pretty hot in the summertime. So yeah, good point. Um, now, the third point in your blog post on the McCann Dogs website is staff. And I think this is, in my mind, this is the biggest differentiator. Uh, yes. between doggy, any doggy daycare. This is the one that I would, I would say I would yay or nay my dog, um, going to something like a doggy daycare, uh, is the staff. And, and can you just touch on some of the points, uh, that you, uh, made in the, in your blog post about sp staff specifically? Yeah, definitely. So, and I couldn't agree with you more. This is one of the most important things as far as decision goes. You would not just drop your kid off with somebody without knowing their credentials. Definitely don't do it with your four-legged family members either. You want to make sure that the staff is qualified. Do they have good experience when it comes to facilitating playgroups? Do they have good experience when it comes to reading body language? And, you know, what what are, what are they going to do to prove that to you, right? It's, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I can watch dogs and I know what's going to happen and things are great. But it's another thing to actually do it. And so often people think that daycare is just watching dogs play all day or playing with dogs all day. And that couldn't be further from the truth. When you're actually running a daycare, it is physically and mentally very demanding work because you need to be on it the entire time those dogs are playing and interacting you need to be able to see what's going on, read their body language effectively, and you need to be able to know when to step in and when to um, stop specific interactions. You also need to be able to put the right dogs together in playgroups, which takes a lot of time and experience to get to that point. So, you know, we don't want um, we don't want baby puppies being knocked around by old dogs that's going to cause some injury we don't want bullyish type of dogs playing with dogs that are are on the worried side you want to make sure that 
when the dog is introduced to the daycare, it's done so in a nice, calm fashion. We had a student recently that um, has started to see some dog aggression issues with her young dog because she did decide that daycare was a great option and went to the daycare and the dog was a little bit soft. And, you know, we've talked to her a lot about things and, and she's decided that daycare is not the right the right choice for her dog. But when she went, her, for, her dog's first interaction was just to be thrown out in this pack of dogs that was already playing. And of course the dog was completely overwhelmed. Incidentally, that's what inspired me to write this blog post because I thought, oh my goodness, like that's, that's really frightening for that young dog. And she's gonna have a lot of work trying to bring the dog back to a confident state now around other dogs. So watch for those things. You know, What are the credentials of the instructors? How long have they been doing things? How are they gonna introduce your dog to the pack of dogs? How are your dogs gonna be interacted with through the day? That sort of thing is very, very important. Yeah, and ultimately you need to be an advocate for your dog's uh, mental and physical well-being. So you, as a dog owner, you really need to be aware. You need to be uh, very clear on what your expectations are with the doggy daycare, and um, you know expect that they'll, uh, you know, be uh, observing the dogs at all times. That that's probably one of the more important things I think in my mind is someone that's really there, making sure that things don't go wrong. Yeah, and that brings us to the methodology factor as well. So just like training and vets, you know, they're not all created equal. So you need to make sure that you are fully aware of what their methods are. You know, if they do need to split up a play group that is going on and, and they don't like what one dog's doing, what are their methods for doing that? And are you comfortable with what their methods are? You know, if, if your dog starts to get out of hand, there, there's all sorts of reasons that somebody might want to step in and stop your dog in their current interaction. What kind of discipline measures are they doing if your dog is doing something that's inappropriate? Um, do they take the dogs out for washroom breaks or do they just let the dogs go to the bathroom wherever they happen to be? There's a lot of daycares out there that there's just a mop and a bucket at the side of the room and the dogs pee wherever they want and then the bucket and mop comes out and they clean it up and life goes on. I really and don't like I that don't idea. Like no, I don't ever want my dog thinking that they just squat and pee wherever they are after all the work I've done house training and right. you know, making sure that that's not in the thought process. So, you know, what are the daycare staff going to do with your dogs through the day? Is it strictly going to be interaction with the other dogs or do they get some interaction in one-on-one -on -one time with the with the um, daycare staff as well? Is there a human interaction component and, and how is that going to be facilitated? So all those things you want to know before you entrust somebody with your 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 special four leggers yeah yeah i i really um i i think that's so vitally important uh it, it you know that's that's what's going to allow me to feel confident when i leave my dog anywhere regardless of whoever the caregiver is is understanding that feeling like they know what they're doing and yeah. it's my responsibility to investigate that, to ask them uh, to under to know what staff is going to be looking after the dog and what the what decisions they're going to make. Also, you know, if there is, uh, you know, uh, um, an not necessarily an aggressive event, but some sort of event where there needs to be in, uh, um, someone interrupting the behavior, what's the next step? You know, are they just going to separate the dogs for a moment and then then allow them back in the group, or is there, you know, how are they going to deal with that? In my mind, that's really what is uh, defines that doggy daycare to me is their understanding of what to do next. Absolutely. 
Um, so uh, thank you, Shannon. I, I hope um, we were able to shed some light on the, the idea of using a doggy daycare for those of you at home listening to our podcast. Now, Shannon is the online training director for the My Dog Can program from McCann Professional Dog Trainers. And Shannon, can you just briefly go over what My Dog Can is? Oh, I'm not just so good at being brief, but I'll try. Um, My Dog Ken is our online dog training system. And the three skills that we cover are what I consider and, and most of us here at McCann's consider to be the most important skills. Top of the list, of course, is coming when called. And this is a life-saving skill, so we want to make sure the dogs do it the first time every time. We're going to teach them to walk nicely on a loose lead with you so you can enjoy your walks with them. And the third skill is the stationary exercises. So we're going to work on sit and down stays so that you've got those for safety. It is an eight week program, but if you sign up for My Dog Ken, you actually get access to everything for four months. And especially this time of year, you know, summer is coming, people are going on vacation. We find sure, that to be very, yeah. very handy. First off, it's all online. So if you're going to the cottage and you've got internet access up there, you can always bring your training with you because hopefully you're bringing your dog with you as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you don't want to do any work on your vacation. I understand that too. If you just want to hang out with your four-legged family member and enjoy, then you can catch up when you get back and, and you get back to real life. Um, we also are going to teach all sorts of extra skills. We do things like leave it. So, you know, when you drop a pill on the ground and the dog goes, oh, that must be a chunk of cheese, you know, that leave it cue will stop them in their tracks. We teach uh, tug and retrieving skills. And, um, the access point to the Facebook group is really, really helpful for building the community and for asking questions, getting support. But if you're not into the Facebook group option, if you're a little bit more um, wanting to do it as an individual, there's lots of support options for you as well. You can email us directly. You can call us. Um, we have great, great staff in the office that are amazing dog trainers as well. So you can call us and you can get all sorts of advice and tips on where you're working in the program. Um, or like I said, the Facebook group or an email would be a great way to get in touch with us and get the instructor supported My Dog Ken program. Yeah, I, I think that um, people really seem to enjoy that, having like a private dog training coach uh, through an online program that they can reach out to and something if they have a question or if they're having some challenges or if it's something unique to their dog, they can reach out to a professional dog trainer, uh, whether it be myself nice or Shannon. Yeah, it's nice really, to have a really dog great. trainer in your back pocket. Yes, yeah, that's essentially uh, what it's like, which is really fun. And, and as a dog, as the dog trainer, or as one of the dog trainers, I love being able to have access to those students, so they can reach out to me and, and I can help them through that situation, whether it be on Facebook or email or a phone call. It's really, really great. So um, if you are in the uh, uh, process of looking for training for your dog, definitely check that out. I'll, I'll drop a link to my dog can in the show notes below, whether this is uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or uh, on Anchor, you can uh, check out the My Dog Can program. But Shannon, I want to thank you for joining uh, us today here on the podcast. I think uh, we, yeah, I hope we, we uh, provided some clarity for people who are looking for a, uh, a doggy daycare provider. But on that note, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We publish a new podcast every single week and we thank you guys for listening to us. And uh, on that note, uh, I'm Ken and bye for now. Happy training. Bye, everybody.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the McCann Dogs podcast. And if you'd like some more training resources, be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at McCann Dogs. And if you'd like to train with us online, be sure to check out the show notes below for our My Dog Can online training program, where we know in just a few weeks, your dog will become a well-behaved family member. Until then, happy training.